Hey friends, Merry Christmas. And this Christmas, I have a really good gift for you. In just a little bit, this year, 2020 will be over. That's right, Woo! done. Yay. Completely, 100% behind us, never to be repeated again. Without a doubt, this year has been one of the hardest of our lifetime and we're all ready to move on from it. We're all looking for the gift that is hopefully 2021 and leaving this dumpster fire of a year behind us. But what if in the midst of all of the difficulties this year has brought about, that there have actually been lots of little gifts along the way? What if instead of just looking at 2020 as a total disaster, what if we changed our perspective and started looking at all of the gifts that God has given us along the way? Now, I know some of you might be rolling your eyes and saying, well, that sounds a little bit Pollyanna, don't you think? Uh, but I'm more convinced than ever that we don't see the world as it actually is. We see the world as we are. And the more that we allow God to grow us and make us more like Jesus, the more that we see the world as he intended it to be seen. But I understand this is no easy task. And in fact, pe people have been looking at things all wrong for as long as creation has walked the earth. Today, I want to take us back to the very first Christmas, the one that all of our nativity sets portray. Now, as I look at this nativity scene, I don't know for sure what all of these people were thinking, but knowing their stories and knowing that they were ordinary people just like you and me, I would bet that these thoughts may have passed through their minds. I mean, you look at Joseph and Mary. They sit there and they are adoring this little baby that angels have told them is the son of God. Now, just imagine the mockery and taunts that they must have had to endure from family and friends and community and probably even strangers. Oh, sure, Joseph and Mary, we, oh, we totally believe that an angel gave you a secret message from heaven and then the Holy Spirit got you pregnant. That's totally, guys, that's a cool story. And as they both look on to the face of their new baby Jesus, they hope that perhaps God will reward them for looking like fools in front of family and friends and the world. And then you have the, the magi, or sometimes they're called the wise men. Like Joseph and Mary, they also have been on a long journey to find the Son of God. This group of stargazers took one of the greatest risks of their lives and followed a star in the sky. That's crazy. And now, now that they're here, they're hoping that God will give them answers to the great questions that they have. What about the shepherds? Shepherds, they live in a gypsy encampment outside of Bethlehem. They're a shunned minority. And because of their profession, they are unable to observe the Orthodox cleansing rituals. And because of that, they are perpetually viewed as unclean by the religious people. They are uneducate, uneducated in the law, and so they are widely considered ignorant. And yet the angels announced Jesus' birth to these lowly shepherds before any dignitary, before any king, before any religious leader. 
And now as they gaze upon the face of this baby Jesus, perhaps their hope on that first Christmas is that God might give them power like David, the ancient shepherd that God elevated to become a king. And then finally, there's the angels. I can only imagine that when word got out in heaven that God had hatched this plan to save humankind by becoming man himself and entering into the world that he created, I wonder how Gabriel, the archangel, envisioned that triumphant entry. Perhaps Gabriel imagined Jesus arriving on a blazing chariot, the king of kings descending upon the earth on a fiery cloud and an explosion of light that would alert the entire world that Jesus would emerge and the world would know about his arrival and they would worship him. But that wasn't the plan that God had in mind at all. Instead, Jesus would come in a very different way, in a much more humble and lowly way. And as the angels looked upon Jesus on that first Christmas, perhaps they hoped that God could explain to them his plan. Because this plan sure didn't make a lot of sense to them. We look at this nativity scene and it's probably something that we've gotten so used to because we've seen it so many times in our lives. But even though it may be familiar, there is so much to glean from this incredible moment in time. Because these people in the story from over 2,000 years ago really aren't that much different than you and I are today. Because as we experience Christmas in 2020, we are all looking for the exact same things. We're a lot like Joseph and Mary. Just like they did over 2,000 years ago, we still live in a completely transactional world. When we do something right, we expect a reward. If I do something for you, then I expect that you do something for me in return. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. If I do my job, you give me a paycheck. If you're upset with me, all I need to do is do something nice for you. And then we smooth things over and I earn my way back into your good graces. And if I'm going to stick out my neck for God during these difficult times right now, then I expect God to reward me in return. I want security. I want money. I want lots of resources. And just like Joseph and Mary may have thought that night, we hope to be rewarded today for making sacrifices to build God's kingdom. I think a lot of us are like the Magi. We want to know what life looks like in 2021. What does life look like after the pandemic? What does, look like, what does life look like in, in 2050? Will I even experience life? Will I be there? Is my family going to be around at that time too? Will I have enough? Will I be taken care of? Will I be safe? Will I still be relevant? Will I ever be satisfied? Will I ever figure out how to find some peace in my life? And just like that, the Magi on that first Christmas, we are like them. We hope that someone will give us some answers. We're a lot like the shepherds too, because no matter where you are in your life, I'm certain that you wish you had more power over things in your life, whether it's your anxious thoughts, whether it's the news cycle, maybe it's your job situation, the global pandemic, your relationship status, your financial reality, the race to distribute a vaccine, your image and how other people think about you, your success in life, how long you'll have in this lifetime, no matter who you are, 
we all wish that we had more power to be able to control these things. And just like the shepherds staring at baby Jesus' face, we too hope that one day God would give us more power. And finally, we're a lot like the angels. Life often just doesn't make sense. There's pain. There's death all over the world. I mean, just look at the news every day. And not just the difficulties that make the news. I mean, every one of us are experiencing difficult times in our everyday lives. We really want God to tell us why he would allow something so awful as a global pandemic to happen in our lives. How does this make any sense? How could this ever lead to something beautiful? Who could ever come and clean up all of this dysfunction and brokenness? Why would a loving God allow something like this to happen? And just like the angels may have thought that first Christmas, we would love for God to explain his plan to us. And yet, here we are. Just like Mary and Joseph, just like the shepherds and the magi and the angels were over 2,000 years ago, here we are today all gathered around the person of Jesus. Jesus, this, this strangely compelling ancient figure who continues to be a predominant figure all around the world. Jesus, the most famous man who ever lived, and yet his life was as anticlimactic as his birth. Jesus, the one who made the audacious claim that he was God himself. He certainly deserved a much grander arrival party than the one that he got. Because here we see that everyone is gathered around Jesus, who is laying in a humble manger. The word becomes flesh, makes coos and unintelligible baby sounds. The light of the world has to squint from the brightness of the day. The bread of life is laying in an animal's feeding trough. The hands that once sculpted beautiful mountain ranges clings to his earthly father's pinky finger. The Prince of Peace takes, a, takes a, a, a manger as a throne. The Omnipotent has made himself breakable. He who had been spirit becomes pierceable. He who was larger than the universe has now become a tiny baby. And today we gather around Jesus again, looking for him to give us the gift of our greatest need. If our greatest need was to be rewarded, then you know what? God would have, would have sent some treasure and if our greatest need had been to have all the answers, then God would have sent us data. And if our greatest need was to have power, then God would have sent us an army. And if our greatest need was to completely understand his plan, then God would have sent us an explanation. But those are not our greatest needs. Our greatest need is to be freed from the brokenness that holds us back from experiencing life to the fullest the sin that imprisons this world and keeps us all only thinking about building our little empires instead of doing the right thing to build God's kingdom. So as Joseph, Mary, the Magi, the shepherds, and the angel look upon this tiny baby Jesus, all of their greatest needs are actually being met in him. Because Jesus didn't come to give us treasures, he came to be our treasure. Jesus didn't come to give us answers. He came to be the answer. Jesus didn't come to bring us power. He came to be our power. Jesus didn't come to explain God's plan. Jesus came to be God's plan. 
the world's greatest need, greatest want, and greatest hope has come as a tiny, helpless baby boy. So this Christmas, I would invite you to change your perspective on the gift that Jesus offers. Instead of seeing these difficult times as a jumbled mess, Jesus invites each and every one of us to take a fresh look each moment at this unparalleled work of art that is life. Because of the gift of Jesus, every moment is truly a gift. But this is a gift you have to do something with. You can flat out reject it and assume that you actually know what's better for you than the one who designed you and created you and hope that when you finally pass from this world to the next that you were right. Or you can examine it you can, by, by making space in your life to keep asking questions, keep pushing in, keep experimenting with ways to connect with God and keep exploring the life and teachings of Jesus in particular and see if it's just a bunch of religious garbage or if it's truly the best way to live your life. Or you can simply accept it by following Jesus. This doesn't mean that you check your brain at the door and become some mindless sheep or religious drone of some you know, religious overlord. What it means is that you make connecting with God a priority in your everyday life so that you can be in tune with your creator. So that the decisions that you make every day, even the smallest decisions, are all fueled by the motivation to see God's kingdom built with a community of Jesus followers here on earth as it is in heaven. So let's change our outlook and stop viewing these times as just a total mess. But instead, allow God to change our perspective so that we can experience all of the gifts he is giving us along the way. Because any moment, day or night, is a holy moment when we recognize that God is still with us. Even though we have a lot of challenges in our lives right now, we still have so much to be grateful for. Today, I want to challenge you to work through these questions either on your own or with the people you're watching this service with and ask God to make you more aware of the gifts that he has placed in your life. Looking back on 2020, when is a time you could have been more thankful for something that you took for granted in the moment? How can this perspective inform your life now? How have you become addicted to criticism, analysis, and negativity this year? How might thankfulness and gratitude be an antidote for a critical spirit? And now I want to invite you to prayerfully consider today how you, from the well of compassion in your own hearts, will participate in financially supporting this year's Rainmakers initiatives. Since 2014, together Rain City, we have made a direct difference in the lives of literally thousands of people. We've helped them find forever families, provided local access to life-saving clean water, emergency assistance right here in our backyard, and continued outreach in Jesus' name in our region. And I've seen it firsthand. Your extravagant generosity truly changes everything. You can join us and be a part of making that happen again today. Get in on this history-making generosity movement and watch how God will bless your own personal spiritual growth journey. It's a promise he's made to you, and God always keeps his promises. 
There are five easy ways to give at raincitychurch.com give. Just select the Rainmakers Fund when you make your gift online through your corporate matching, through your employer, a gift of stocks and securities, or while you shop at smile.amazon.com. Or you can always mail in a check to the office with Rainmakers in the memo line. We are eternally grateful for your generosity and can't wait to celebrate together all that God will do as he multiplies what we bring this year. And now, may Christ, who by his incarnation gathered into one things earthly and heavenly, fill you with peace and goodwill and make you partakers of the divine nature and the blessing. May the joy of the angels, the eagerness of the shepherds, the perseverance of the wise men, the obedience of Joseph and Mary, and the peace of the Christ child be yours this Christmas. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Rain City Church podcast. We love that our community exists for so many, not just in the greater Seattle area, but around the world. Please push subscribe and feel free to share our content. And for any more questions or to get more involved, check out our website at raincitychurch.com. We hope to see you this Sunday soon.